listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. We're recording this podcast just at the end of June in the year 2020. So for uh, those of you that are listening to this in the future, you might look at the, your calendar and go, you know, wait a minute, wasn't that when they had the COVID-19 pandemic come through? And yep, we're sort of right uh, in the midst of, um, of going through it, although it seems like things are getting better right now. And by God, people are starting to fish again, which is really awesome. And so we're, uh, Excited about that, excited about um, the uh, remainder of the season 2020. We think there's going to be going to be some great fishing going on all the way from, you know, Alaska to Florida, from New York to uh, San Diego. Things are really starting to look up and people are starting to book trips again. And, um, you know, we're getting back to normal. And if you think about it, what better way to social distance yourself than to be on a boat with uh, some good friends and you got at least, you know, six feet between you and uh, fresh air and, uh, um, and just enjoying each other's company. So anyway, I've got a, a great guy that we're interviewing today. I've known uh, Kenny for a couple of years now. It's uh, Kenny Good with Good Inshore Fishing. And I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm just going to see if he's there. Hey, Kenny, you there? Hey, Ted. Yeah, I'm here. Great. How are you? How man? you doing? I'm oh, good. How doing are pretty good. Yeah, terrific. You're staying, you're staying well, I take it. Yes. Good. Good. Well, well, Kenny. Hey, thanks much, man, for uh, getting us uh, getting on the phone with us today and and talking fishing in your part of the world. You're down in uh, Tampa Bay and St. Pete area in Florida, and uh, you do uh, a lot of inshore fishing down there. But uh, tell us how you, in the world that you uh, got started fishing. Uh, you know, did uh, you do a lot of fishing as a kid and then decided to turn a hobby into a profession? Or how did that all progress? Well, Ted, I, when I was a little kid, I, you know, my dad and mom took me fishing. Me and my brother, we always enjoyed it and stuff. And throughout um, the years, I've always enjoyed it. And luckily, a family friend. Um, when he retired from his business, got his captain's license, and he did actually offshore trips in this area of uh, St. Petersburg. And uh-huh. uh, I guess one day he, he asked if I could uh, help him out. He needed a mate and stuff. I So I went out and I made it for him and did that several times and enjoyed it and stuff. And mm-hmm. opportunity came up. He, he recommended, he goes, you know, Maybe you should uh maybe you should actually go and uh get your captain's license and I ended really? up doing that and, and I mean that's how I got pretty much got started. Wow, that's cool, man. How how old were you, Kenny, when you got your captain's license and Oh gosh, um it, I was probably uh I was in my thirties, I don't exactly remember the exact date. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, I've had it now for, uh, uh, probably close to, uh, 
18 years or something like that. I've had my captain's license. No kidding. Good for you, man. So yep. have you have you guided uh, uh, full time for that full 18 years? No, it's uh, I'm, my family has a business, so I I uh, work there. But if I uh, get a charter, I can uh, take off and do charters whenever I have the opportunity to uh, go out and fish. But I mean, uh -huh. it's uh, it's difficult to uh, actually just be a full time guide, uh, charter captain. Yeah, yeah. Well, terrific, man. Congratulations on making that switch and what a great opportunity that you have to uh, work in your family's business when uh, you know things get slow in your particular area you have seasons like everybody else and you can hop in the yep. boat and go anytime you want that that's a great deal man yes it is i'm yeah. very so, fortunate so kenny we, we've got listeners you know all over the country and really all over the globe now one of our one of our hotbeds of people that listen to us of, uh, uh, are actually in, in uh, the country of France. Go figure, huh? And uh, so he, wow. anyway, I don't speak any French. I don't know if you do or not. <laughs> but anyway, those, uh, those people that are not in your particular part of the world may not understand that there's a difference between inshore fishing and offshore fishing. Can you give us an explanation of that? And, and you said you're an inshore fisherman, right? Correct, I do inshore and nearshore. So basically, I fish uh, anywhere from a foot of water out to 40, uh, 50 feet. Um, uh -huh. And you got different species that are for both both areas. Our water in the Tampa Bay area is pretty shallow to go all shore fishing. You actually got to travel quite a ways to uh, get out in some good deep water. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, so, I mean... My thing I tell people, if you fall off the boat, don't don't panic, don't worry. I've never had it happen, but just stand up because you're probably going to be in about waist-high water. And you look kind of silly saying you're drowning when you can stand up and, and you're uh, <laughs> only up to your belly button. Oh, oh that's funny. So, so do you fish like the estuaries and bays and that sort of thing? Is that where you're at? Yeah, yeah. so I, I fish uh, around the bushes, docks. Uh, we have the uh, trees that are called mangroves are a protected species that actually help filter the water and work it works as a safe sanctuary for uh, little bait fish that they can swim around it and stuff and protect them from a lot of the predator fish oh right. and uh, so, so i mean yeah. it's it's to me i mean you gotta some people that you know well, we want to go out and catch a big marlin and stuff well unfortunately that's not the case in our area right um you go offshore you can go bottom fishing right now our american red season offshore is open but you got to go out about 50 miles and a lot of people don't want to don't feel comfortable going out on a boat very far yeah i'll bet and, not i'll bet not but but you i still mean yeah i'm sorry you still have some very sizable fish in, you know, in oh, your yeah. territory, right? Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we're catching, uh, right now, our tarpon season is still going on. It's pretty good. Um, uh -huh. When our tarpon are here, our big sharks are here also. Um, oh. Our tarpon can are going to average about, about close to 100 pounds, but they can get up to in the 200-pound range. Wow. And it right. takes a... Uh, 
it takes quite a bit to uh, quite a bit of time to land one. I'll bet it does. They have, they have a lot of heart, don't they? Yes, they do. They put on a show. They jump and get. I mean, it's like going from zero to hundred in a couple of seconds. You're sitting there waiting for them to eat, waiting for them to eat, and you're bored out of your mind until that drag goes off and they start jumping. Right. And all heck breaks loose. Yeah. Now, now uh, aren't they part of the Shad family? Isn't that kind of what they're related to? Um, they're kind of the same as a carp. Um, They'll, uh-huh. They're not very picky eater, eaters. They'll eat um, dead bait. They'll eat live bait. Um, they just if it's dead on the bottom, they'll just come up and slurp it up. But we uh-huh. also have uh, when you do that, you also have uh, the sharks that come because the sharks come to feed on the carpet. Oh, they're not a edible fish. Um, they're really bony. Not not a uh, not a uh, not a fish that you can eat. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it. It is in uh, one of our largest. That is our largest uh, inshore game fish. I'll be darned. So, so what's the the biggest tarpon you've got to the boat? I got probably about a. Me personally, about a hundred and seventy. I had a customer probably with about a hundred and eighty pounder. Um, you just never. I mean, you just never know. Mhm. Mhm. And sometimes the little ones fight harder than the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Now, now tarpon put on a pretty good aerial battle, don't they? Yes, they do. They they uh, they jump out of the water, shake their head, trying to spit that hook out. They do uh-huh. whatever they can to get away from you. Yeah. And if they only knew all I want, all we want is a a good picture of them and make sure they're safe and let them go on their way. Um, it'd be they, they might not fight as hard, but they sure <laughs> they they put up a battle. <laughs> I you know I'm curious. Uh, it being carbon season, do they have any ideas of, of how many carbon are, are in your waters during the season? Um, they don't. Um, we have uh, we have a pretty big area. Um, just south of us is Boca Grande, which is world famous for their tarpon fishing. And the okay. reason why is they're in a such a compact area. I mean, it's it's just such a compact area. So everybody's uh, they're all in one area where we're the area I might fish could be a thirty mile range up and down the beach or at different bridges and stuff. And mm-hmm. so we and so we're constantly moving, looking for them. And then when you find them, you just basically just set up and uh wait for them to come to you if you try to chase them down it's going to be uh you're going to spook them and everything else there's there's guys that have different ways of wanting to fit uh wanting to do it but the best way to do it is uh if you see them on the beach they kind of normally work in a in a line they'll run the beach if you get an idea mm-hmm. how far off the beach they are you just get up in front of them a good ways and anchor up throw baits out and sit and wait for them. Oh, you really? try to chase oh. them down, you'll you'll push them out of their natural comfort of where they're going and you'll push you kind of push the fish around and they won't eat. Right. Right. I'll be darned. So I, on a on a good uh, on a good tarpon day, how many how many fish do you hook into? You know, you never know um 
a lot of times you'll hook them and not get them to the boat. They'll spit the hook and you'll just jump mm-hmm. them. And, uh, and then some days you'll sit there and you'll be on fish and you want to pull the hair, your hair out of your head. Cause they'll sit, they just won't chew. And right. you know, every, I mean, everyone expects when, you know, you hire a boat, this is going to be great. They're going to just jump on, jump on the hook. And mm-hmm. I wish that was the case, but I mean, it is some days, some days it's not. And, yeah. uh, you just, I mean, it drives you crazy trying to get an idea. I mean, we do pretty good with them. I mean, you will have uh days that you go tarpon fishing, you don't catch a tarpon or mm-hmm. you might go tarpon fishing. I mean, I was out the other day and we went tarpon fishing and, uh, saw them, uh, they basically rolling out of the water where they basically take their heads out of the water. They take a couple of air and they're yeah. 30 feet from the boat and we got a bait okay. there. And next thing you know, the rod goes off, we're fighting it and our, and no, it doesn't jump or anything. And it just doesn't feel like it's harping. And next thing you know, we're fighting a uh, shark for an hour and a half and <laughs> really? get a, uh, 250 pound bull shark that, um, that, that ate your bait. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. Well, that, that's game on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, as long as that rod's going and the drags are going, uh, that drag's going off, your customers are smiling. Yeah. So true. So true. So, so I'm curious. Um, um, like I said, I've never fished for tarpon. Um, when you, when you use bait for them, um, I know that when, when I went, uh, uh, down into the, uh, uh, Baja Peninsula and, and, uh, fished for rooster fish, I was surprised that how long it, um, I had to give, uh, the, the fish a chance to start swallowing that bait before I, uh, I set the hook or turf in the same way. Well, not really. Um, you know, the problem everybody has is when you got the rod in your hand, you feel that if you're using a live bait, you get that bait, get nervous or, and stuff, or you feel oh, something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can tell you a hundred times a day, don't set the hook. But if I have the rod in my hand, I'm going to do the same thing everybody else is. And I can get that sucker. I'm, I'm a, So I, I always joke around. I tell them, use rod in the rod holder. Leave it in the rod holder and let it get. When the rod, when the rod bends over, I because uh, I pretty much use uh, all circle hooks. It'll uh, hook, them right, hook them right in the corner of the lip or in the top of the mouth. Um, right. And... Uh, and basically he'll hook himself for you. You don't have to set the hook and oh, you don't have to it. run from one side of the jerking on it and stuff. It's uh Right. They pretty much they'll do everything for you if you if oh, you man. uh if you let it. Yeah, yeah. Well that uh, that that makes a lot of sense because you're the uh, anticipation is running deep in your bones and you start feeling that thing and you feel a little tap, then you know, next thing you know you're pulling back on that thing and you're just pulling it out of their their mouths, aren't they? Correct. And uh, yeah. like like we have you, we have either basically you can fish uh, the bridges for them, or you fish the beach. If you're fishing the beach, um, uh-huh. a lot of times you'll you'll have a couple to you'll put like four rods out or something like that. You might have some cut bait on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You have a pinfish under a cork, or even a little uh, little pass crab or a little that'll be sitting out on a, out there and 
you put it, everything out, and so basically putting out a smorgasbord, and you never know uh -huh. what the ones that I want to eat. Right, right. Gosh, what fun that would be. That uh, that sounds killer. So, so what other types of uh, or species of fish do you catch in your area, Kenny? So, our other in-source species that we catch are um, our snook, our redfish, trout, also uh, cobia flounder we have a we have a big mixture of a lot of different species but pretty much inshore wise you um stoke redfish and trout is the uh the uh the bigger ones you get a lot of uh different little tournaments that go on and it'll be for a slam tournament which is a stoke redfish and trout mm -hmm. and uh so there's uh that's uh unfortunately though all of our fish right now and for the rest of the year they've been closed all year because because we had a red tide issue um oh, really? year back or so which uh -huh. is a algae bloom that kills all the sucks all the oxygen out of the water and basically right. suffocates the fish and we had a real big fish kill and fortunately our fwc which is florida wildlife conservation they've mm -hmm. actually uh they're doing great things to help everybody keep the fishing good throughout the for everybody not just right. my generation but generations to come and uh they put the uh they close the season which is actually you know at first you're like you're like real bugged and then you see right now they they're coming back super strong we're catching a lot of them so mm -hmm. it's a good thing well good so just a an, an, a year of catch and release is that what it is uh, it's been about a year, a uh, little over a year, um, and uh, or, well, right about a yeah, right about a year now. It's uh, been catch and release, and uh, in our area, and you know, you want to let them chance to repopulate and and stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's working good. I mean, it's they you know they change size limits on fish all the time, and right. you know, I don't know anyone that one year it's a 15 inch uh limit and then all of a sudden it's 18 inch and you're bugged because everything you're catching is just under it and the next thing you know um before you know it everything's at the uh over 18 inches and uh the fish is just getting better right right I mean, it's a lot better if you get a quality if you get a fish that one that you can keep and eat that I mean, doesn't seem like much two inches, but there's a lot more meat on the mm -hmm. on it and stuff. So, so mm -hmm. you don't need to actually, you really don't need to harvest as many. Right, right. And, and there are limits on, you know, there's size limits and uh, and on everything and in seasons. So, I mean, there's all sorts of regulations. And you know, everybody's like bugged at regulations, but they are there for a reason, and they actually work great. Oh, that's they help great. Us, uh, they help us out. Sure. Now, now with, with snook fishing and, and reds and that sort of thing, is is that sight fishing? Is that how you do that? Well, some of it's sight fishing. Uh, some of it, a lot of it is, uh, I know where they're going to be. When you fish uh, a lot, you know the general area they're going to be. And you can, um, I like, I prefer live baiting everything. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little easier. If you have customers on the boat and you have lures, there's always going to be that guy that gets hooked, and it's going to be this guy right here, the captain. 
Of course. It doesn't feel good. Right. And I'd rather have it be me than a customer and stuff. But, you know, but uh, when you lie bait it, you get get more more action. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes, it's a, it's more of a challenge though to throw artificial and uh, right. but the live bait works good and when i so i mean most people think when I, you have a if you book a four-hour charter and this guy's got it made he only works four hours that day well what they don't see is uh, when i'm before the charter i'm out too at least two hours before the charter i go out and catch all fresh live bait mm-hmm. and then i gotta clean the boat before the customer gets on the boat and we go out, we fish, we get done. I'm out scrubbing the boat again. So you, there's not a, uh, it's not just a four hour, four hour trip. It's not, I climb on the boat four hours and I go home. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of people think that, don't they? I mean, I, I, I you know, I've, oh, I've heard it many I hear times. it all the time. Yeah, people, gosh, what a lucky guy you are. All you do is fish <laughs> all day. Right. Yeah. Well, that's far. That's oh, I, far. I hear it. that, and, and then I also hear if you know, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. Um, when it comes to bad weather, um, Florida has afternoon thunderstorms. It's, uh-huh. I mean, there you can almost set your watch to it, and you got to cancel, or if the weather gets bad, you got to cancel a trip. And sometimes people are like, "You just don't want to take me fishing today," and I have to remind them. I said, "Listen, if I don't fish, I don't get paid. Right. I'm not right. making money." Right, Trust me, right. I want to take you fishing, but I'm <laughs> um, I'm lucky in the past uh, little over a year. Gosh, it's been almost two years now. I uh, was fortunate to uh, be at ICAST where they debut all the newest fish and greatest fishing stuff. And I was there with one of my sponsors, Ray Marine Electronics, yeah. and I was walking, walking around looking, and I actually got stopped by the guys with SiriusXM. And uh, really? they were having a issue trying to set up their uh, getting their machine set up on their in the simulator mode, and it was uh-huh. a uh, brand new machine. And they had Ray Marine had actually just did an update to uh, Pro Series XM, and yeah, the gentleman stopped me. Um, and he goes, "Hey, I got a problem. Can you help me out here? I can't get my weather to show on my on the Ray Marine." I looked at him with a straight face and. Kind of was like, well, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a software update. The guy looked at me and started laughing. I said, well, that's what they always tell me. But um, I, <laughs> so I looked at it and I said, you know, I'm not, I could turn these machines on and off and do a few things. But I said, the, the Ray Marine booth's right around the corner. Let me, uh, let me walk over there and grab one of their uh, IT guys. Right, I, right. I think the guy thought I was just kind of blowing them off and, uh, just take off and go about my day. I went over to Ray Marine, which they're a wonderful company. The guy, one of the guys comes right over and mm-hmm. we look at it and he looks at it and touches a couple buttons. He goes, oh yeah, you don't have the newest software. He oh, pocket, my. Does it update? He goes, okay, you're good to go now. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> but fortunately that, I mean, that started my relationship with uh, a wonderful company, uh, Sirius XM and stuff. And, right. I use them uh, on the boat, and I mean, summertime is is phenomenal. I mean, we use. Uh, I see a storm. It looks a little dark. If I hear a little thunder, I uh, I change my. I take my GPS. I just hit the button for weather, and it'll show me uh, the uh, lightning strike. If there's anything around, and 
Mm-hmm. They'll show me where the rain is, and it'll I, it can help me by guiding me to avoid the rain or anything else, and it works out great. Right. I mean, uh-huh. I'm fortunate. I got several other sponsors I work with, and I mean, I I run a uh, Mercury on the back of my boat, and uh-huh. I am on their pro team. They're a great company, and you know, the the old days of you get on your boat and you wonder. God, is it gonna start? And you're right. I don't. I don't even. You don't even cross your mind anymore. They got. I mean, they got it dialed in. Everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm and that and anymore. I, it starts I, just like a car, doesn't it? I mean, it's just oh, you, it, you how it starts. Just it it to starts go. quicker than my car, pretty much. <laughs> so, so Kenny, if somebody uh, comes to you and, and they have maybe a couple. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, kids they want to bring along fishing that haven't fished very much, or you know, maybe just a, a an adult that hasn't fished a lot. Also, what kind of trip would you suggest for those folks? My mo- my most pro- um, trip is a four hour trip. Um, uh-huh. Is uh, I mean, basically, I get them on the boat, kind of go over in the morning. I they get on the boat. I, tell, I explain them where all where all the safety gear is and stuff, and you know, if they have any questions, let me know. If I don't know the answer, don't worry. I'll lie and make up a good story for you. Because obviously <laughs> you don't know the answer. So, but no, seriously, I, you know, we start out the day to, you know, get a good, try to get a conversation going with them. Because, you know, four hours goes by really quick on a boat. Yeah, it does. Or even six hours. I mean, time flies when you're on the boat and and stuff. And uh, you, get, you get a good feel. And, you know, half of being a... Uh, charter captain is being able to talk to people um mm-hmm. i mean you have people that want to want you to explain what's going on why where why are we doing this they don't want right. you to sit there and drive the boat one spot and and point and just say cast and right and then say damn it you missed that fish that's your fault um <laughs> you, you yeah. gotta let them know hey it's fishing i mean it's not called yeah. catching mm-hmm mm-hmm so, so with, I mean, with people like that, are you are you going after more uh, what snook and reds and stuff, or um, snook and reds uh, and trout? Um, uh, I'll be fishing tomorrow. Um, tomorrow morning, I'll uh, be on the water about five ish to go find bait. Right now, we got a lot of small little fry bait, so you want to try mm-hmm. to find some bigger uh, bigger bait. So it takes you a while. I'll be Searching for the bait, get that, get the boat washed. I got a couple young uh young guys on the boat on the boat tomorrow. I got a, their parents are dropping them off. I got a seventeen, I believe a sixteen year old. Or maybe cool. it was an eighteen and a seventeen year old. Oh, that'll be fun. Mom didn't the parents didn't want to take them. They're letting them get on the boat and go and and we're gonna go get some uh hopefully redfish snook and trout. Well at least redfish and uh-huh. redfish and uh and snook first thing in the morning. See if they want to poke their head out on the beach and see if we uh, run to another location. See if we see any uh, any tarpon. If we don't see any tarpon, we'll uh, work our way uh, on to something else and mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know, the biggest thing is um, putting, getting them, uh, getting them all hooked on, getting them hooked up to a fish. Right, right. Guys, I would love like to a- say they. Uh, I love to say that we catch uh, all we catch are big fish, but we 
we catch fish and we get a lot of big ones. We get a lot of small ones. Uh huh. So. Yep. Well, like you were saying, that's fishing. I mean, you gotta you yep. gotta pay the dues. They they you know they get the bigger fish, and, and a lot of time that's just time on the water. Isn't it? Yes, it is. The more time you spend in the water, the more it's like when I tell people, I said, here they there's fish right over there, and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can see them right there, and they're like, they're looking, they don't see them. You know, you want to mm-hmm. use, when you're fishing inshore, you want to get a good pair of polarized glasses. Right. Um, there's several companies out. Um, I I personally, I use Smith Optics. They're, uh, they're a quality uh, sunglass. Uh, it's, uh, gosh, I mean, it's pretty much a, a one, one-time buy and you're done. And mm-hmm. something never happens to them. They got a great warranty. You ship them off to them, and uh, and they'll repair or replace them. Wow! I mean, sweet. sometimes there sometimes there might be might be a small charge, but most of the time it's you know, hey, I'm sorry you had a problem. We we appreciate your business, and they just take care of you. Really awesome, awesome. Now now will will they they replace the uh, the sunglasses if you look overboard and they go in? No, they don't do that. It's funny. I just had a guy last year. Um, actually, I was fishing the uh, a charity tournament for the Pediatric yeah. Cancer Foundation, and normally it's, they put a three people. People, uh, you think you, you when you think of that, you think I'm taking out a bunch of little kids, but I actually take out a bunch of corporate or people that actually donate a lot of money to the charity to help raise to oh, help right. do uh, some of the research and stuff, and and I. I had three three gentlemen from a uh, company on a boat, and uh, one of them, they actually donated enough money that they actually had, like, two or three boats for this. Oh, uh, wow. And so they were able to take, like, I believe nine of their employees, and one of the guys that was going to go on my boat ha- had his son at the hotel. He was, uh, like, 13, and he's like, oh, my son will just hang at the hotel and stuff because, you know, we, got, we already got our three on the boat. And I looked at him, I said, you know what? There's plenty of room on the boat if he wants to go too. Well, mm-hmm. we're out. We're out on the flat and we're uh, drifting, looking for some uh, trout, looking for some potholes to uh, in the grass where it'd be just a sand patch to cast. And I'm not. I get. I all of a sudden I look over. And I look at the kid, and there goes there goes his sunglasses. Nice brand new polarized sunglasses in the water. So. Right. I jumped him, but still couldn't get him. And I said, well, unfortunately, you just lost those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is that years ago, man, I I, uh, did a lot of uh, drift boat fishing in uh, Oregon. And um, I had found a pair of polarized glasses that I liked. And they were expensive at the time. This was like 91, 92. And they I wanted a couple hundred bucks for these things, you know, so I saved and saved. And after a couple months, I, you know, I, I paid my cup, you know, uh, paid my 200 bucks and uh, they came by, uh, by mail, as I remember. And I was wearing them around the house and they were sweet, man. They were just sweet. So uh, the day came when we were going to go fishing and first trip with the polarized sunglasses, you know, I was styling. And uh, we get out there to the first hole, and we hook up on a salmon. And I look overboard to figure out where to net him, and the the the, uh, the sunglasses fell off me and into the hole, and that was it. 
I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I never choked up that much again for a pair of sunglasses. But um, uh, anyway. They are, you know what? You get what you pay for, I, I, I believe. And, you know, they have some cheaper sunglasses. And um, I... I, you know what, I've had, I've owned them all, and like I said, right now, I, I prefer those Smiths, and uh, it's funny, mm-hmm. I got my niece that, my nephew was, the, he he was never really into fishing, he fished every, go with me every once in a while, my niece yeah. is just a huge uh, fisherwoman now, she, and she's the, and, uh, but she thinks she needs to have, like, for polarized sunglasses, she thinks she needs three different pairs with different colors, uh, Oh, I like the color of the sides of this sunglass, of the frame of this sunglass. So I got this for this outfit and this for this. And I'm like, at $200 a pop, that uh, adds up quite a bit. Sure. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, so hey, tell us about your boat. What, what, uh, what kind of boat do you have? How big is it? Okay, so I actually run a bay boat. It's uh, I'm actually, I've had a uh, Maverick boat group. Originally, it was Hughes Maverick and Pathfinder, and uh, yeah. I've had one. I've had a couple of their Hughes boats uh, in the past, which is okay. they were inshore ba- uh, flats boats. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity. You know, you got a relationship with with, uh, with different companies, and sure. you know, I this company, I I've always they make the, they make the best boat in my opinion. Yeah, and they came out with a new boat, and I actually was down in the Keys. Actually, when this, they introduced this new boat, they had it. They do a owners tournament. So, what they do is basically uh, they keep people that have their boats happy, um, and they do this thing for everybody to get a big get together and have a good old time. They call it an uh-huh. owners tournament, but it's more of a fundament. You don't get no money or anything like that. It's just everybody gets together, has their product, and they hang out, right. they fish, they talk, and and it's basically a good trip. Like we go down to the Florida Keys fishing, and it's they got the whole hotel filled up with all their boats, and uh, and actually the the hotel that they use, and a couple of other other ones around because there's not enough rooms. Right. I, it's a I run a 25 Pathfinder. Nice. And it's the 2500, which is it's actually I think 24 foot six inches or nine inches. <laughs> But mm-hmm. it it works great for inshore and offshore, and it's it's a beast. Yeah, and I mean, it does everything I want it to do. The it's got a super dry comfort ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people look at you crazy because uh, what boats cost nowadays and and stuff, and they look at me. They're like, you know what this boat costs? I'm like. It's cost more than what I paid for my house. I know that, but um, yeah, yeah. I tell them. But then um, the good thing about when you get a good quality boat, they hold their value. Yeah, they do. And uh, I mean, I know people that have a a boat that when they bought it new, it might have back in the day, it might have cost them uh, thirty five thousand dollars back in the day, and. Their boat could be 10, 15 years old, and the you know boat values, uh, prices have gone up. I mean, dramatically. Wait, and their boat that's 10, 15 years old is worth almost what they paid for it. Right. So, right. yeah, and that's well, normally not the case. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When you get a good quality, 
when you got a good quality boat and uh, and a company, this company that stands behind their product, and they don't, they it's they're you know they're a boat company, but they're more of a boat family. Mm-hmm. They treat you like your family. They t- they really take care of you. Oh, that's cool. That, that's cool. And and you can fish what uh, six people? Is that what you're licensed to do? My license is good for six people, but it's not fair to take six people out on an inshore boat. So I yeah. I max I tell them I max out at four people because ninety about ninety five percent of the time we're only fishing a percentage of the boat. Right. And when you're using live baits, one of the issues you have is those baits when you got them casted out there, they want to go to each other and they'll tangle up. Oh, got it. So so the best. The best thing is uh, the most I put on is four. One or two people is is great. Um, is the best scenario, but you get four people on the boat, you get, and you catch fish. Um, so then you also, uh, besides live bait, we use cut bait. And right. I, I mean, I tell you a quick story. I had a family of four on the boat. I had a mother and father and son and daughter. Son was about 13 years old. Daughter was like 16 years old, and she wouldn't put her phone down. And we we're going for redfish, but we we're using cut bait. Well, right, right. Little boy goes, "Me and Daddy are going to catch all the fish. That's what we do back home." <laughs> well, they back home they bass fish. Uh huh. They feel a little. T- he goes, "You know, we fish with shiners all the time. You get a little tug, and as soon as that mm-hmm. bait gets nervous, he's little boy's snatching the bait, almost flying out of the water. The little girl sitting there." On the phone, uh, you got the rod and the rod holder. Text on the phone. Next thing you know, the rod's bent over. Sets the phone down. Oh, I got a fish on. Little brother <laughs> looks over at her, gives her a dirty look. That happened a couple times, and he's like, well, you gave her the lucky rod. I said, the lucky <laughs> rod? He goes, everybody's always got a lucky rod on the boat. I said, so I switched rods. I tried to explain to him. I said, just let him eat it. And I said, you're yanking it out of his mouth. And right. sure enough, he does the same thing. Little sister hooks up again. Then he, he learned his lesson after that. He put it in the rod holder, and Rod, old Rodney, did his work, hooked up, and yeah, yeah, everything was good to go. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's funny. That's that's like I had a sixty-five-year-old man want to whoop my butt one day for fishing. Everybody on the on the boat had a uh, keeper redfish, except for him. He lands a thirty-two-inch redfish, and our Ooh. slot limit is our slot limit is from. 18 to 27 inches. Right. So I we get into the boat. I land it with a net. I let them hold it. We take a picture. I tell them what a great fish it is. You know, wonderful fish. And, you know, and I'm telling them how great they are to eat. And I, I take the fish and throw it in the water. And I get, what the hell are you doing? And I tell him oh. it's too big. He goes, right. too big? I've never heard of too big. I've heard of too small. But not too big. Well, the big ones are our breeders. Right, well, he right. was bugged the whole charter. He oh, was so no. bugged out. He caught the big, he caught the biggest fish out of everybody, but he was bugged because he didn't right, eat right. that fish. Oh, and it's funny because I, I tried to explain to him, you know, he just didn't want to hear it. So we got back yeah. to the marina, and uh, he goes, I thought you said we we're going to – up north they call them DNR, Department of Natural Resources. We call them our oh. FWC. He goes, I thought we we're going to see the game warden. I said, there's one right there. He goes, where? I said, see that guy with a uh, – Hawaiian shirt and that all white boat getting fuel. He goes, yeah. I said, he's not fat. That's a bulletproof vest underneath him. 
he looks over, he goes, he look, he goes, damn, if it isn't. So he, he walks over to the guy and says, I caught a 32-inch redfish, and that's some, some bitch over there threw it back in the water. He goes, that's a good thing. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, those are the big breeders. He goes, can't keep those. And then he tells the, the officer, he goes, well, he goes, well, hell, you didn't even come over and check us. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have known. He goes, well, you know, he goes, let me tell you, these captains aren't going to take a chance of their livelihood um, bringing mm-hmm. the illegal fish in. That's he said, right. besides that, I can tell you, he he named he he told that that uh, that customer everything that we had that I we had on the table that we, I played up and and he said I, he go, and the guy goes, damn, you were paying attention. He goes, of course <laughs> I was. That's my job. That is your job. That is your job. So, well, gosh, it's like it sounds like you got a real passion for fishing, Kenny. Uh, oh, you, 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 you do there? a lot of fishing. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, do you do a lot of fishing on your own? I do. Um, not as much as I, I like, you know, a little bit of the fishing as a guy, you, you get, yeah. it's like, you don't go out as much, but fortunately, like when I told you about my niece and how she likes to mm-hmm. fish, um, I took her last year to Pine Island, which is the Boca Grande area. And she fished the, yep. one of the Maverick owners tournaments and, Mm-hmm. She took ladies overall. She was 16 at the time. Took ladies overall. No, uh, it's all honor system. But right. you know, it's funny when you got people on the boat, and some people are like, "Oh, of course you." She got first place. You don't need proof. Well, right, I was. Right. Uh, I had to laugh because before I could say anything to the gentleman that said, because I I also had a uh, had a uh, young man that whose parents' house I was staying at. They own a house on an island. Right around there, so I could stay there. They let me stay at their house for free. So I was like, I took their son fishing too, and uh, so he took the, the young man took uh, youth angler, and my niece took ladies overall. And before I, they did the master angler wow. overall, the uh, the guy goes, "Of course, I can tell you who's going to win. Whoever else is on that boat's going to take first master angler overall." And I had to laugh before I could say anything. Somebody from fishing. Uh, there's their tournaments in different areas he goes well it's kind of hard for him to cheat when he's got one of the guys with the boat manufacturer on on his boat taking pictures of everything oh yeah yeah so kind of <laughs> shut him up kind of quick and so we were actually supposed to fish that tournament again this year but COVID 19 yeah it's, it's supposed to be uh in toward the end of july they are not having that tournament this year mm-hmm. so my niece was really she was like really bummed I said that's part of her Christmas present. I take her down there fishing and stuff. So she got a little bonus. Uh, she's going in September. We're gonna go fish their uh, Alamrata Owners Tournament in the Keys, and that's a two-day cool. tournament. Yeah. But we'll be down there for a week of fishing. Wow. So, gosh, sounds like fun. So, sounds like fun. Oh yeah. So, so, so let me ask you a question. This, this yep. is uh, this is kind of a hypothetical thing. But if you had one more fishing trip in your lifetime, and that was it. Now, now this isn't a trip that you take somebody guided on. This is a trip that you take personally. And you could fish for any species of fish you want, anywhere you wanted. What would you, where would you go? You got only one trip left. That's it. That's going to be it. That's what one trip, no more fishing? Yeah. Well, no, the hell, I'd probably... I don't know because you know I go down to the Keys. I fish. I go camping in the Everglades fishing every year, but uh-huh. 
you know, I'm, I got this area dialed in pretty good. We do really well here. It's, I, I couldn't answer that. I, I'd be sitting there for days trying to figure out where I want to go. Uh, uh. <laughs> but I mean, our fishing here at certain times of year are, are phenomenal. Right. You drop the hook and you drop a, a line in the water and you got to fish on it in seconds. Uh-huh. And stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to go to, Co- I, last month I was supposed to go to Costa Rica fishing, but that got canceled due to COVID-19. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was going with a couple of friends. Uh, we were uh, supposed to fly out and. When COVID, all this COVID-19 stuff was going on, I, I called up, they both, a couple friends, they live in South Carolina. It's like, so what's the game plan? Have you heard anything? And they, they, they're like, well, they're talking about wanting to uh, quarantine us for 14 days. I said, well, that's got to be kind of hard since we're only there for, for four days. <laughs> right, exactly. And, <laughs> so then the airlines was uh, good enough to make the decision. They can't, the flight was canceled. And, you know, they, heck, they, uh, they call and, you know, we apologize. Your flight was canceled. We can, you know, we can get you a flight. We just got to, uh, it's not going to be a one. We have to do a multi-stop because uh, our flight was canceled, but we're, 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 we can get you there if you cool. need it. And I said, well, it's kind of, I said, well, it's kind of useless with it, uh, with it, that quarantine and everything. I said, you know, and they said, well, we'll be glad to give you your money back too. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, really? before you know it, my I they credited my credit card charge right back. Really? And uh and stuff. So Oh that's great, man. That's great. Yeah, so well, I mean American Airlines uh was I was surprised because I was like, now they're gonna they're gonna come up with some excuse and right. stuff and tell me well you're gonna have to take a voucher or something like that, which I wouldn't have minded so much taking a voucher, but they actually stepped up and said no we'll get you your money back and of course we'd love to have you next your next flight fly with us so well and you, and, you, you know, probably just, will fly with them the next flight yeah. because of that i yeah. probably will i probably will but you never know whoever has the best price on the flight's gonna get you that's true that's true well kenny man we sure appreciate the chance to talk with you today this has been a whole lot of fun um if somebody would like to come and fish with you how do they get a hold of you well, they can either call me at 727-423-7897, or one of the best things is my website, uh-huh. which uh, there's a thing, uh, there's a little form on there uh, that what dates they'd like to try to go, they'd like to go fishing, and with a list of things they'd, they'd like to try to catch, and uh, they send me an email, and this, I got this guy that made a great website for me. And uh, it'll it'll come right to me. Uh, it'll send me an email, and it'll also uh, and I can get right and I can uh, respond to you pretty quickly. Awesome, uh, awesome. And and you're and and you're just what a couple hours drive from from Tampa, uh, not Tampa, but from uh, Orlando. Like World and stuff. Yeah, Orlando, where Disney World is. I'm about an hour and a half drive from Orlando. Um, uh huh. So a lot of people, uh, I get a. I get people that are in Orlando that like, hey, we want to go fishing. Right. So they'll they'll uh, drive over and meet and we'll fish for the day and, and go from there. Uh, and some people are, I mean, are 
St. Pete, Clear, uh, Tampa Bay, Clearwater area. Um, if you ever see the uh, best beaches, uh, we're always in uh, the top uh, 20. We got like two or three of the top 20 or top 50 beaches every year for the nicest right. beaches. Wow, cool, man. So it's it, a great, it's a great destination. It, it, it looks like it. I, I've uh, seen a lot of photos of St. Pete and, and that area. And what a great place you live in, man. That's awesome. That's a, that is awesome. Well, Kenny, thank you so much, man. Tight lines to you. Um, I uh, hope and pray that you uh, have a great rest of 2020. And, uh, you know, just uh, keep doing what you're doing. Well, I appreciate it, Ted. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care, man. Have a good one.